Hi everyone, this is Rachel Dunstan. Thank you for joining me for my project. I do want to give a disclaimer that although I'm here to give you some helpful hints and ways to help you have a better mental health outlook, this is not um, intended to replace um, professional help. If you are in crisis or you feel like you cannot keep yourself safe or anyone else safe, please call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room or call the National Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255. I'd also like to remind you that UMSL does provide counseling services and they can be reached at 314-516-5711. They're open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. Your safety is of utmost importance. Thank you for listening. As nurses, as graduate students, as family members, and now in a pandemic, if nothing else, we understand stress. That's why I wanted to do my project on exploring and evaluating stress, anxiety, and depression in graduate students. I wanted to start off by giving everybody that um, a reminder that the Sunbello application is available on both Android and Apple phones. UMSL students, staff, and faculty have access to the free upgraded premium uh, account by signing in and using their UMSL email address. You can access that at www.sunvelo.com. Again, use your UMSL email address to get access to all the premium content. What exactly does Sinvelo do? It describes itself as an app for stress, anxiety, and depression based on cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, and wellness. It's comprised of quick activities alongside a supportive community. Sinvelo is designed as a daily tool to help people address stress and anxiety at a gradual pace. How well does, does Sinvelo do it? A 4.7 rating is especially impressive in that it addresses challenging problems in contrast to, I don't know, a game app or anything else. Also, to Simbello's credit, it was named an Apple App Store's Best of 2017 and a Google Play's editor, Editor's Choice. So here are the uh, Simbello's major model, uh, modules. They have what's called guided paths, which are a series of self-help learning tools that combine an audio lesson with a related activity to help you learn different skills related to cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness. There are four paths. Path one is feeling better. Path two is taking control. Three, building confidence. And four is mindfulness. Each path is designed by psychologists to help you learn valuable strategies for managing stress, anxiety, or depression with some help from the different tools in Sinvelo. Sinvelo lets you self-rate daily on whatever you care to track. For example, your mood, hours of sleep, exercise, substance use, sources of anxiety, even menstruation. In the Apple and Android, um, it's in Apple and Android. There's not 
yet a web version where you can personally create goals for each and track your progress. Sunvelo's thought module helps you understand your thinking patterns, challenge the thoughts to reduce your anxiety and develop more balanced perspectives. It lists common traps people fall into, ways to reframe your problem, and to journal your efforts to reduce your anxiety about the problem. You can post comments on any of the 15 communities and chat groups and get comments and quote unquote hearts from other San Velo users. A sample of the groups are health, relationship, anxiety, school stress, work stress, and your stories. Simvelo also includes guided visualizations, 11 in the free version, but we have the upgraded, so there's 33 more in the paid version. For example, in the one minute deep breathing vis visualization, you hear and see a person breathing at the pace of your choice, from a five second to a 25 second breath with your choice of soundscape from a gentle ocean to Bach or silence at whatever volume you would like. Most of the other guided visualizations use the same format plus cognitive behavior therapeutic strategies. Seven to 10 minutes long, a calm voice asks, asks you questions and offers suggestions. For example, on staying calm and grounded in situations that cause stress in many people, social situations, public speaking, school stress, taking a flight, and so on. Some of the other visualizations are on getting motivated, negative thoughts, quitting the, quieting the inner critic, diffusing anger, coping with physical pain, and falling asleep. The next subject we're going to tackle is mindfulness. But what exactly is mindfulness? Mindfulness is the practice of becoming more fully aware of the present moment in a non-judgmental and completely whole way. It generally involves a heightened awareness of sensory stimuli. You're gonna start noticing your breathing, feeling your sensations of your body, and just being in the now. If you are experiencing thoughts that cause great discomfort or unease, it might be time to begin a mindfulness practice to support coming back to the here and now, which can significantly reduce your level of stress. While mindfulness has its origins in Eastern philosophy and Buddhism, there is no necessary religious component to mindfulness. Anyone with any belief system can enjoy the benefits of mindfulness. Here are some signs that practicing mindfulness might be beneficial in your own life. And you might want to give it a try if you're struggling with feelings of anxiety or depression, you feel distracted or find it hard to concentrate, you feel stressed, you have a hard time practicing self-compassion, or you tend to focus on negative emotions. You might be asking, how does one practice mindfulness? Mindfulness can be achieved through meditation, but it doesn't have to just be meditation. A person can practice mindfulness through daily living. 
Just focusing on the present moment and quieting that inner dialogue can help you obtain mindfulness. Some ways that you can practice mindfulness in your daily life are by paying attention. Take the time to notice things in the world around you. Include your own feelings, senses, and thoughts. Focus on slowing down and enjoying the things you are experiencing. Focus on the present moment. Rather than thinking about the past or worrying about the future, try to just take in what is happening right in front of you. Being present in the moment can help you feel more mindful and aware. You can try some mindful meditation and regular practice of mindfulness meditation does have benefits for your mental health. And for those who tend to get antsy during meditation, don't worry, you're not alone. There are other ways to ease into the practice of mindfulness. Gardening, listening to music, and even cleaning the house can become a practice in mindfulness if you take the right approach. Focus on the present and quiet that voice inside. The one that offers the running commentary on what you're doing, what you've done, and what you will be doing. The goal isn't to silence what is happening in your mind, but instead to observe the thoughts without judgment and gently bring your focus back to the present when you notice your mind is wandering. Learning to incorporate mindfulness into your daily life is not always easy. It may take some time to practice, to learn to slow down and live in the moment. Some things that you can do that may help. Try using Cinvelo. If you're new to the practice of mindfulness, using Cinvelo will provide information, resources, and guided practices that can help you get get started. Practice focusing at one thing at a time. Multitasking can leave you feeling distracted, so try simply concentrating on one task with your full focused attention. Go for a walk. Spending time outdoors on a gentle walk is a great way to live in the moment and observe the sights, sounds, and sensations of the world around you. And lastly, be kind to yourself. Don't be harsh or judgmental if you find your mind wandering. Mindfulness is also about accepting yourself and treating yourself with compassion. Show yourself the same compassion and understanding that you would a close friend. While everyone has something to gain from practicing mindfulness, there is one caveat. To reap the maximum benefits of mindfulness, it truly needs to be practiced, meaning that it must occur regularly and often. While regular practice is vital, it does not need to be a huge commitment. Even a brief 10 minute daily practice can lead to more efficient cognition and better self-regulation. Another helpful way to support your commitment to daily practice of mindfulness is to assign a different value to each day's practice. So for example, on Monday, focus on gratitude. Find things to be thankful for throughout the day and include them in your in a loving kindness meditation or a gratitude journal. On Tuesday, focus on compassion. Set an intention to decrease any pain or suffering in others that you encounter throughout your day. 
On Wednesday, acceptance. Accept yourself as you are and others as they are. Appreciate yourself and other people without trying to change them. Thursday, focus on meaning and purpose. Think about your ultimate purpose in life and where and how you find meaning. Friday, focus on forgiveness. Forgive yourself first, then extend your forgiveness to others for any past transgressions. Saturday, celebration. Make sure you take a day to celebrate all the joy in your life and the lives of others. Sunday, reflection. Reflect on your week, your month, your year, or whatever period of time makes sense to you at the moment. This can be accomplished through meditation, prayer, or just simply awareness. I would like to invite you to add just 10 minutes of mindfulness to your daily routine to see if it can help you with any of your own stress or anxiety or anything else going on in your life. The next topic I would like to examine on this podcast is cognitive reframing. So what exactly is cognitive reframing? Well, reframing is a way of changing the way you look at something and thus changing your experience of it. Reframing is a way that we can alter our perception of stressors and thus relieve significant amounts of stress and create a more positive life before actually making any changes in our actual circumstances. Using reframing techniques can actually change your physical response to stress because your body's stress response is triggered by perceived stress more often than actual events. If you perceive that you are threatened physically or psychologically by a situation, your fight or flight response will kick in. Your stress response can be triggered by these events ranging from annoying to frightening and can remain triggered long after the triggering event has passed, especially if you're not practicing relaxation techniques or mindfulness techniques. Reframing techniques are a way to minimize, a way of minimizing the stressors you perceive in your life, thus easing the process. Using reframing techniques can be simple, easy, and easily practiced. So the first is learning about thinking patterns. This first step in reframing is to educate yourself about some of these negative thinking patterns that may greatly increase your stress levels. Some of them, but not all of them, are polarized thinking. This is the black and white thinking, thinking in extremes, the all or nothing. I could eat all of the chocolate or none of the chocolate. Well, there's a middle ground there. But oftentimes people do think in black and white and that causes much stress. Another um, negative thought pattern is overgeneralization. Everything or everyone hates me. Everything is going bad in my life. Um, Another one is catastrophizing. So I didn't get the check in the mail today. If I don't, the check is never going to come. If it never comes, then... I'm not going to be able to feed my family. I'm not going to be able to pay rent. I'm not going to be able to, I'll be out homeless, you know, maybe. Really, the reality is that the check may come tomorrow. 
Um, another negative thought process is personalization and labeling. And there's several more that you can look into um, if these are things that you struggle with. It's important to understand how these thought processes work and how to identify them. Educating yourself about these patterns and how they affect you is important for laying the groundwork for understanding and changing. So first, you're gonna recognize your thought patterns. Next, you're gonna notice your thoughts. This next step is to catch yourself when you're slipping into overly negative and stress-inducing patterns of thinking. Being aware of them is an important part of challenging and ultimately changing them. This is where mindfulness comes in to place. Being mindful of your thoughts, um, catching your negative thinking, noting them at first, keeping a journal, recording, things like that will be helpful in this. And it will allow you to look at these thoughts through a new lens and get more practice in catching them. The next step is challenging your thoughts. As you notice your negative thoughts, an effective part of reframing involves examining the truth and accuracy or lack thereof of these thoughts. Are these things you're telling yourself even true? Also, what are some other ways to interpret the same set of events? Which ways of seeing things serve you better? Instead of seeing the things the way you always have, challenge every negative thought and see if you can adopt thoughts that fit your situation but reflect a more positive outlook. So once you've challenged your thoughts, replace your thoughts with more positive thoughts. This is a useful reframing trick that we all can put into practice. When you're looking at something negative, see if you can change your self-talk to use less strong, less negative emotions. When you're looking at a potential stressful situation, see if you can view it as a challenge versus a threat. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've learned something and you're able to um, apply it to your life and help you with uh, your stress and your mental well-being. Um, I'm looking forward to doing the next two podcasts and with you all. Um, stay safe, be well, and be kind to yourself and others.